This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, Mr. Totally a Wild Wednesday. I'm so glad I don't have to do uh, the latest sports news today. I'm so glad I could do the news that matters. We got so much to get to. This is just insane. We talked about the defector yesterday. We asked, who was it? What happened? You know, what's a guy doing walking across the DMZ? Uh, the line of demarcation into North Korea. Well, we got our answers today. You're not going to believe it. We got the uh, target letter to Donald Trump, the never-ending pursuit of Trump from the Biden DOJ. The sitting president is attempting to put his biggest rival in prison. He's not going to stop until he puts him in prison. I do think he would like to see him prevail in the primaries because All it does is help him. Every time he gets indicted, his numbers go up. It's bad news for Ron DeSantis every time they indict Donald Trump. This one is going to be big. This this, this ghoul, Jack Smith, this Bond villain, Jack Smith, is going to uh, come up with a conspiracy. You watch. It's going to be wild. They're going to involve congressmen, aides, lawyers. They're seizing phones from Trump allies trying to put together a conspiracy case so they can put them all in prison before the 2024 election. It just never ends in the banana Republic of the United States. And uh, Joe, there's two whistleblowers testifying today about the corruption in the IRS, the, the attempt uh, to keep, to keep Hunter Biden out of prison. And Joe Biden doesn't look worried at all. This could be the most pathetic moment In Sleepy Joe's two and a half years, yes, he falls asleep in a meeting meeting at the White House with the president of Israel. We will play that. We will show that. Um, We get the latest on the Jason Aldean song, which is hit number one on iTunes, of course. That's the key. If you're a country singer, you know what you want to do? You want to get the woke mob after you. Uh, You want to get the media calling you a racist and a bigot, and you will go to number one. It worked for Morgan Wallen, and it's going to work for Jason L. Dean. This is just nuts. These people are out of their minds. We have the reaction to uh, Jason L. Dean's new song, Try That in a Small Town. A good song, by the way. A good song by a good good country artist. Um, We have uh, Rachel Levine making his latest insane pronouncement. Uh, This man belongs in a padded cell, not in the Biden administration, not uh, um, affecting the lives of confused young children. We'll play that. But uh, we got to start with this defector, Ironhead. We talked about him yesterday. We wondered about him. Who would do this? Who would walk into North Korea from South Korea? And uh, what what will happen to him? This is nuts. Here it is. If you haven't heard the latest, his name is. Travis King, he's 23 years old. He's a private second class, and he's a, uh, a a troubled guy. He had just spent two months in the brig in jail in South Korea. He was getting ready to be shipped back to the U.S. for disciplinary action. Um, instead, he took off his uniform, put on a T-shirt and jeans or pants, and he... Uh, joined a group of tourists at the, uh, at the DMZ at the border of South Korea and North Korea. And uh, there, there are pictures, photos, videos. Um, and he made a run for it. 
they, they actually tried to grab him before he did this. He took off and ran into North Korea. Um, tourists are talking about it, saying it was weird. He was by himself. They had a big group of uh, tourists from all over the country. I didn't even know you could do this. Walk uh, through the, he, he walked, he bought, <laughs> all right, here it is from the uh, Daily Mail. The U.S. soldier was detained in North Korea, Korea after he sprinted across the border. He was photographed moments before this insane stunt as he enjoyed a tour of the ultra-high security area. He's seen wearing a black T-shirt and hat that he purchased at the gift shop at the demilitarized zone as he peers across the border into the secretive communist nation. Witnesses said he laughed hysterically as he made the dash after fleeing his military superiors and joining the tour. Uh, the picture, the photograph surfaced as he emerged, as, as it emerged, King had a string of run-ins with police in South Korea for offenses that included battering a man in a nightclub and damaging a police car. So he was going to return to the U.S. and probably do time, maybe get uh, court-martialed, get booted out. He decided to hit another plan. He defected. His mother spoke out and said his son would never do anything like that, but he sure did. And and there's there's photos and there's witnesses. And uh, Travis King is now at the mercy of King of Kim Jong Un. Now, normally you'd say you know the hell with them. I mean that's he was among a group of forty three tourists at the at the border before he ran into North Korea. I mean. I don't know how much time he was going to do in uh, a military prison. I don't know how much trouble he was facing in the end, but he decided this was a better, a better plan uh, joining uh, uh, defecting. So he's now going to be, I don't know, tortured, held for months, years, who knows, starved. Um, and uh, he has one good thing going for him. He is an African-American, which means it will get the attention of the Biden administration. I don't know if he's gay. He will probably consider transitioning to trans so that uh, Joe Biden will uh, give up like, you know, a dozen mass murderers in exchange for him. But I have a bad feeling about this one. I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. I think he's obviously out of his mind. I don't think uh, that, that uh, the negotiations will go well for Travis King. I guess he doesn't have to you know, face those charges and go to military prison in the U.S. But there is your defector. We're looking at him right now, tall, thin, young, 23 years old. That didn't quite work out for him in the military. So now he's, he's uh, in North Korea, whereabouts unknown. We'll find out soon enough. He's now a uh, plaything. For Kim Jong, Kim Jong Un, wow, man! I guess uh, I guess you never know what someone's uh, thinking, and this guy was somehow thinking he was going to get uh, sanctuary in uh, North Korea. I don't think it works that way, son. I don't think they're going to welcome you with open arms. That is just insane. This kid is just insane. He should, uh, if they, if he ever comes back, he should plead insanity to whatever the charges. He's facing our, but uh, good luck to Travis King, uh, private second class, uh, as he uh, as he learns his fate in North Carolina and and in North in North Korea. And good luck to Donald Trump and everybody in his world. Don, here's 
Here's what happened yesterday. Donald Trump announced on True Social that he's, he received a target letter. He's now going to be indicted in D.C. He's going to have to face in the next couple of days a grand jury. It'll be a grand jury full of Trump haters from D.C., just like the jury, just like the judge. This is this is a completely rigged game. Um, these are people who hate Trump. They really don't care about the evidence. They don't care about the, the, the underlying uh, charges. They just hate him. They want to put him in prison. Um, I think this is the best example yet of our two-tier justice system. You have today in D.C. two whistleblowers, including Gary Shapley, the supervisor at the IRS who's come forward, and the gay Democrat, that's the other whistleblower, who we will learn his identity today at 1 o'clock. They're going to lay out the corruption in the IRS, the attempts to keep Hunter Biden out of trouble, the 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 the, the the f the lengths they the length they went to to stop any investigation that would lead to Joe Biden. That's what they did. This, if you don't believe it, listen to this whistleblower. He's very credible. He was a supervisor for 14 years. He explains how they had Hunter Biden. By the way, there's plenty of evidence. I mean, he didn't pay taxes for years. He's he is. He, if he weren't a Biden, he would already be already have been convicted tried, sent to prison and gotten out of prison. It's that it was that long ago that they, uh, that this uh, obstruction began. So these whistleblowers will lay out this case, how they were uh, ready to interview Hunter Biden. They were told to stand down. They were ready to raid the Biden um, guest house. They were told, don't, you can't do that. And they were literally told, don't follow any leads that will bring you to Joe Biden, the president. So we're going to learn about that abject corruption Today, it's going to be clear. It's going to be obvious. And we're all going to agree that the uh, that this that the IRS is completely, utterly, hopelessly corrupt, and they'll do anything to keep Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden out of prison, out of trouble at all. At the same time, Trump's Trump's world is going to be rocked. This Jack Smith, he's got, he got the job. He, uh, he was appointed by Merrick Garland. Uh, I assume Joe Biden, obviously Joe Biden gave it a green light for one reason. He hates Trump and he, like them, is a hardcore partisan who wants to put Trump in prison. I think they would like to see Trump win the primary. I think, as I've said for whatever, six months, DeSantis is more formidable in a general election just because of the the, the, the baggage Hell, he's 32 years younger than Trump. He can do two terms. He's a good debater. We'll we'll get to the uh, Jake Tapper interview. He did a really good job with Jake Tapper, who, by the way, wasn't that bad. I thought Jake Tapper would be there doing the bidding for the Democrats, being a hardcore Democrat himself. But it was a pretty good interview DeSantis did with Jake Tapper. We'll get to it. But um, right now... Trump is going to face a grand jury. He's going to be indicted. These are serious charges. They'll make stuff up and they will bring in who knows how many people, his lawyers, his advisors. Check this out. They have seized the phones. This is a former, former uh, president of the United States. They've already essentially tried him for January 6th. We had a committee that had 10 televised hearings that was completely stacked against him. They had two Republicans initially on the committee, Jim Jordan and Jim Banks. Nancy Pelosi kicked them out because they wanted to hold a fair hearing. 
and cross-examines the witnesses, she boots them off the committee, picks two Trump haters in Liz Cheney and Adam Kissinger, and all they do is together, just like a lynch mob, go all in on implicating Trump in January 6th. Well, it went nowhere. They voted to impeach him for whatever incitement, uh, even though it's clear he said go to the Capitol and patriotically and peacefully protest. He tweeted it. He said it. He, he put out a video. Doesn't matter. This is just another attempt to put their political rival in prison. But check this out from uh, the po- po- the Post Millennial. Federal investigators have seized the phones of advisors to GOP frontrunner Donald Trump as part of an investigation into the events of January 6th. According to the New York Times, the phones of Boris F. Efton, described as an in-house counsel to Donald Trump, and campaign strategist Mike Roman, the phones of John Eastman and Jeffrey Clark were also seized. Those are lawyers. Clark's phone was seized as part of uh, uh, investigation into alternate electors. You are taking the personal phones of a former president's lawyers. This is a big moment in my mind. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but I always thought there was some lawyer-client privilege, attorney-client privilege. I thought that was sacrosanct. You know, now they are using uh, Trump's lawyers and their commun- his communication with his lawyers, his private communication on his private cell phone is part of a case as, as an attempt to make a conspiracy case. They're going to indict all these people, and it may include some congressmen. It's, this is just going to get wild. This is, this is the latest attempt. Obviously, the New York Alvin Bragg thing was just totally made up. That's nonsense. Even Democrats don't think that's a legit case. Then you have the classified documents, which is a little dicey because their guy, Joe Biden, did it too, and so did every other president. It's just a... Uh, disagreement over the process of turning things over to the National Archives. That's not a real case. This is going to be, this is going to be, listen, look, he conspired with people to overturn the election. Uh, Even though Nancy Pelosi's committee had all those hearings and they had hundreds of witnesses and they could not really make a case against him, they're going to try again. And you know how you know it's serious? Jack Smith went to Subway. (laughs) If you thought this was just bizarre to begin with, uh, this is CNN. First of all, I want to, I want to set this up by, uh, and you're too young, Ironhead, but when Clinton, when president Clinton, when there was a special prosecutor, Ken Starr going after Clinton for lying under oath for, for, for all his his crimes, um, they hounded Ken, Ken Starr. He couldn't go out. He couldn't walk down the street. He couldn't leave his house. The media was all over him. He was the bad guy. They would shove mics in his face. They would ask him questions. They would pressure him. They were there to do the bidding of Bill Clinton. That's what the media does. In this case, we're going to see Jack Smith walk down the street with his whole entourage. Cena has cameras there, and they don't go up to him. They don't approach him. They don't bother him. In fact, they, uh, they praise him for sending a message that he will not be intimidated by Donald Trump. That is with this clown, John King, who is an absolute disgrace. He really is. He's just a, he's just a hack, a, just another Democrat hack on the failing CNN. Uh, but 
here's his panel. They have a panel. There's 27 people on the panel, all Trump haters, all Democrats, all liberals. They're analyzing the situation and they actually take the time to look at the, at, at Jack Smith's little stop for lunch. Jack Smith stops at Subway and say, that's Jack Smith showing that he means business, that he will not back down from Donald Trump. Listen to these absolute buffoons on CNN. Go ahead. And just one last point. Jack Smith, remember when the classified documents target letter, when Trump announced that, there was a lot of commentary. It was Jack Smith making a mistake here. Is he leaving this all to Donald Trump? And then they released the indictment, and we all said, wow. Wow. We read it. We saw the documentation. We saw the level of detail. Jack Smith going to Subway today is a message to Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump tries to intimidate people. He tries to bully people. He tries to scare you away. That was Jack Smith with no words and a simple $5 sub in his hand saying, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, the imagery was uh, uh, was intentional and spoke volume. It really is. Um, and- <laughs> the imagery was intentional and spoke volumes, says Dana Bash. And John King says that was him showing Donald Trump he wouldn't back down. Do you have the video of him walking out of subways carrying the sub? First of all, the the sub the five dollar footlongs they went away when, when like Jared went away. You know, I mean, yeah, they've been gone for years. There's no such thing as a five dollar footlong. Secondly, he's carrying a bag with a sub in it. He's got like six people around him. He's the only one who got a sub. None of the other people get to eat. Um, and and th- they think because. Jack Smith, some some lawyer with a history of failure, uh, some Democrat hack, some Democrat pit bull, bought a sub for lunch. He's sending a signal to Trump? What's the signal? I mean, if he ordered out or if he brought his bag lunch, he wouldn't have sent a signal? What if he stopped at Chipotle, John King? Would that be a signal? Does it have to be Subway? What, what, what the hell is he talking about? These people are just nuts. Donald Trump drives them all insane. And it, it's, it does not hurt Donald Trump in, in Republican circles, in the primaries. The poll, his numbers are going to go up again because people see this for what it is, a political, another political prosecution. They know, he said, go patriotically and peacefully. They know he, told, he said, respect law enforcement, respect the Capitol Police. They want to blame him for incitement, which, by the way, is exactly what they did. As always, the things the Democrats are accusing you is exactly what they're doing. There's a great monta, a great mashup supercut from, from Tom Elliott on this. But the Democrats during the BLM riots encouraged. The, the, they didn't hold back. They didn't say be, be peaceful, patriotic. They said, go get him. The vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, when they were burning the courthouse in Portland, when they surrounded the White House, forcing Trump into the bunker, when they were burning city blocks to the ground, said they won't stop and they shouldn't stop. That's in Simon, literally. Ayanna Presley said, we need more unrest in the streets as they were destroying neighborhoods. That's real incitement. That's what they did. Trump said go patriotically and peacefully to the Capitol. This is this is the video. Jack Smith walking down the sidewalk. He's got his briefcase over his shoulder. He's got a bag in his hand with a sub in it. Ooh, can you just feel the message there, Iron Headman? He's just, he's not backing down. 
You're not going to bully him. He's going to eat lunch, Donald Trump. You can't stop this guy from eating lunch. <laughs> I'm telling you, Trump will be, re- 100 years from now, Trump will be remembered for a lot of things. Number one on the list will be driving these people out of their minds. They've lost it. They look at him and they can't think straight. They look at him and they just get blind with rage and hatred and they make things up like this a-hole, Jack Smith, buying lunch as a signal to Donald Trump. <laughs> what What signal? That he's not going to back down? What? So if he didn't buy lunch, Jake, uh, John King, he would. He, we'd all be wondering, will Jack Smith back down? Who thought Jack Smith was going to back down? He's a hack. He doesn't even care about the law. He just wants to put Trump in prison. Here's where it's problematic. They make him more popular every time they indict him. We know that. It's happened. It's, it's bad news for Ron DeSantis and Vivek and the rest of the field. Every time Trump gets indicted, every time he gets a target letter, his numbers get better. He's essentially running away with the nomination. Uh, there will be debates and there will be campaigning and everything else. But what they're doing is making him more popular because everyone sees it for what it is. Everyone sees it. This is banana republic stuff. You're attempting to put your political rival in prison. Um, but then if he doesn't go to prison, he's stronger. What doesn't kill him makes him stronger. There, It's a quandary. And I think this is calculated, not obviously by the buffoon in the White House. He's, he's taking a nap. But the powers that be, Merrick Garland, Barack Obama, they know this makes him more powerful, popular with the base. They know it makes it more likely that he wins the primary. But then what? Then what? Does it make him more powerful, more popular with the general, the, the general electorate? Do they do, do the, does the electorate support him more against Biden or Gavin Newsom, who is more likely to be the candidate? They're making a calculation here. They're saying, we don't care if he wins the primary. We like to run against him because he's old and he's got a lot of baggage and he's crazy and suburban moms don't like him. Uh, like they, they would be much more likely to vote for DeSantis, who's, you know, battling the, for them in these culture wars. Um, but if he doesn't go to prison, there's going to be people who will crawl across broken glass to vote for him because of what they've done, because of the way they persecuted him. So it ends one of two ways, as I always say, Trump in prison or Trump back in the White House. The only question is, can he do both? No one's quite sure what they convict him of. What if he goes to prison? Is he still on the ballot? Could he win the election while facing a prison term? He's facing 70 felonies already and sort of soon to face more. And would he get pardoned by, you know, if it, it were a DeSantis? Probably. But he ain't getting pardoned by Biden and he ain't getting pardoned by Gavin Newsom or Kamala Harris. So, this is a wild time to be alive. And uh, I'm curious, I'll be curious to see what they do next. He's facing, you know, those charges in Atlanta for whatever election interference. He's going to be, uh, th- this indictment in D.C. is going to be wild. Obviously, he stands no chance in front of a D.C. jury. He stood a, he, he's got a good chance in Florida with a Florida jury on the, on the classified document scandal. But in D.C., not a chance. They... They voted for uh, Biden. Biden got 92 or 93% of the vote. They are partisans. They are Trump haters. 
you could, it doesn't even matter what they charge him with in DC. They will convict him if it goes to trial and they will attempt to have the hearings, the trials, anything scheduled during the primaries, during the election, anything they can do to stop him. This is the best example yet. They view Trump as evil. Trump is Hitler and it doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't have to be moral, ethical. It doesn't have to even be legal. Again, just Joe Biden and his his garbage family. It is everybody in Washington. This is, again, this is why we all are believing in conspiracies. This is the deep state in action. This is the swamp in action. They know a second Trump term will mean the end of the of, of their thing, of what they got going here. So they will never, ever stop. It's amazing. He's going to die of like old age when he's 100. And he'll be facing charges and he'll be some facing sentencing. He'll be facing something. If he's not in prison, he will have something hanging over him. Most likely totally made up by these, by these partisan hacks, but uh, it just isn't going to stop. What a wild campaign season we're in for. It's going to be one day. There's going to be a primary. There's going to be a caucus in Iowa and then a hearing in DC. There's going to be a primary in New Hampshire. And there's going to be a, a hearing in Florida or a trial in Florida the next day. He's just going to be, and, and if I think he can handle it. I think he's got energy. I think he has drive. He's not like the empty husk in the White House, but they are going to try to run him ragged, and it is going to be challenging. And, again, every time they do it, you can feel the support grow among Republicans, among, among you know, decent Americans who know this is just partisan crap. But uh, And they know... They need to take him out because or they need to they need to stop. If, if, if Trump went to prison and didn't win the primary, if DeSantis won, they would go after him. They will go after whoever it is because they know their guy is weak. Their guy is frail. Their guy is pathetic. We will show you the latest example. This could be the most embarrassing. I know, I know we did the compilation of Creepy Joes. You, you did Ironhead, which was great. We might have to do a, a compilation of the... Uh, cognitively uh, de- declining Joe, the pathetic, sleepy Joe, the frail, fragile, old, weak Joe. That's even more alarming in some ways than the creepy, obviously the creepy Joe is disgusting. The guy belongs in jail. He's such a pervert, but this is the leader of the free world. North Korea just took an American soldier. They just shot off some missiles. You know, this war in Ukraine, China's on the march, all these new alliances being formed. And you have a guy in the White House who can't stay awake in a meeting with another world leader with cameras pointed at him in the White House in the middle of the day. We'll get to that sound. And We'll get to Rachel Levine. This is the United uh, States Gamera, for God's sake. Yeah, United States Gamerica. And we got this pathetic. And he's allegedly, he's supposedly running again. Uh, we'll, we'll show you. Um, DeSantis with Jake Tapper did pretty well. And uh, the Jason Eldine song has shot up to number one, as predicted. We'll play We'll get into some of the hysterical reaction to this terrific video that goes with Jason Eldeen's new song. And all I could say is Jason Eldeen should, I don't know, send them all, send them all balloonograms, send them all, uh, uh, what do you call those fruit baskets? 
because they have done him a great favor. They have put him on track. Morgan, Morgan Wallen's the biggest star in country because of the mob that went after him. Now they're going after Aldine, who's a pretty big star, but he's going to go to another level. He's going to be number one, the biggest star in country, thanks to the woke mob. We'll get into that and lots more, but first. Uh, 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 excuse me. Uh, listen up. In 2010, our debt was $13 trillion and gold was $1,000 an ounce. By 2020, $23 trillion and $1,500 an ounce. And today, $32 trillion and $2,000 an ounce. So now that we have $1 trillion in interest payments annually and another $1 trillion on defense and Democrats in office, do we really think the spending is going to go down? A surging national debt is bullish for gold. Bloomberg stated gold appears as a caged bull awaiting a catalyst. Well, the oncoming commercial real estate crisis will be that catalyst. $1.5 trillion in interest-only loans are coming due, and with vaccines plunging valuations and higher interest rates, more companies are going to just walk away. It's as simple as calling Patriot Gold Group today. Find out why they are an A-plus consumer affairs, top-rated gold and silver company nationwide. Call the proud Americans of the Patriot Gold Group today before it's too late. Mention Newsmax, and you'll get best-in-class service from Patriots protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has the no-fee-for-life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold or silver, Plus, you may be eligible for the No Fee for Life IRA on qualifying rollovers. Call 888-309-9181 for a free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer for six years in a row. Call now. Write this down. 888-309-9181. Protect your retirement with the Patriot Gold Group. This is a meeting in the White House with the uh, president of Israel, uh, Biden, I don't know what, do, do we know what he's talking about before he nods off? He's looking down, I guess. He's looking down at some notes. That's not a good look because his, even before he nods off, it looks like his head has kind of fallen. Mm-hmm. What is it like behind closed doors if this is what it's like in front of all the cameras? This, again, we all laugh. We, you know, we're embarrassed. It's a national embarrassment. That this is our uh, commander in chief. But they're looking at this in... Uh, you know, Beijing, they're looking at this and Tehran. They're, they're looking at this in all the NATO countries. And, you know, they're saying, man, he wants to do this for five and a half more years. No, yeah, five and a half more years. 18 months he's got on this term, 18 months, which will be a challenge. Uh, I don't think he's going to make it. I've said many times he will not be the nominee. He's just not physically, mentally capable. He's not. But it, they're going to go through the motions and uh, the media will carry his water. They'll do the campaigning for him. They will attempt to make it all about Trump. And this this old husk will uh, hide out the way he always has. He can't campaign. He's just not capable. But watch this and, and ask yourself, um, could he even make it another year and a half? Is that even possible? Go ahead. And we brought Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level. And they are... Uh... And as I uh, affirmed, the prime minister. <laughs> what is he saying? Oh, his eyes are like glued shut too. <laughs> his eyes are closed. His head is falling down. This poor guy, this Israeli guy, is just like looking around, going, 
what am I supposed to say? He's mumbling incoherently. <laughs> oh God, this is this is real. This is important. This matters. What is what is are you happy with this? 81 million Americans who <laughs> voted for this? Are you is this what you wanted? A president who just loses his way in the middle of a important meeting in the White House in front of the cameras? God. That is uncomfortable. You know, I'm looking forward to the campaign because we're going to see this like on a daily basis. Uh, and you know what? Maybe this is got it. We got our answer. They took the cocaine. They destroyed it, by the way, De- destroyed the cocaine. It was destroyed. So if you're hoping that maybe they get some DNA off the bags and fingerprints, nope, nope, it's destroyed. No suspects, no camp, no cocaine. Didn't put it in the storage locker at the FBI or the Secret Service. They destroyed it. So no one will ever know who left Hunter Biden's cocaine in the White House. But you know what? They narrowed it down. People, you know, experts to the family, to the family. And most people just assume it's Hunter because he's a cokehead. Maybe that's the only way Joe stays awake. Do we ever think of that? It could be. They took away his. There are some speeches where he seems more lively. Yeah, I mean, they, everyone thought it was Adderall or some other drug, but whatever it takes to keep them uh, keep them upright, and they did uh, they did take him take him away uh, take it away, I think, and destroy it. So maybe that's what's missing here. But uh, that is your president. Uh, we have a president who can't stay awake in a meeting. We have Fetterman in the Senate. Diane Feinstein, by the way, still in the Senate. Haven't had an update on her lately. She doesn't know where she is. She's 89. She has Alzheimer's. She can't, she's in a wheelchair and she's in the Senate. Uh, she never left. <laughs> she, right, she, she was gone for two months, came back and said, I didn't go anywhere. I was here the whole time. Uh, but that is embarrassing. And today, I guess you can watch Newsmax and Fox News maybe and get some coverage of these IRS whistleblowers. It's going to be devastating. These are real credible whistleblowers. We've seen Gary Shapley, very credible lays out the crimes, lays out the corruption, the, 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 uh, the obstruction, obviously Hunter Biden's a criminal. Obviously the, this whole family, this whole garbage family has been taking millions, uh, in from overseas, not paying taxes. You know what? Today, Joe Biden will probably make a speech and say, it's time for the rich to pay their fair share. Just pay your fair share as his whole garbage family evades, avoids, paying taxes on their ill-gotten gains. If if you focus on these two whistleblowers, there'll be no doubt. I have no doubt. I mean, Shapley's just really good. I assume the other guy's good, too. He, he, he's anonymous. We know he's a man, and we know he calls himself a gay Democrat. So uh, real partisan hack here. A gay Democrat is going to lay out the just the rot in the IRS, and it's going to – and this, by the way, a week from today – Hunter's supposed to agree to the uh, plea, the two misdemeanors in the diversion program for the gun. Uh, it hasn't been blown up yet. It should be. Obviously, obviously, we know the whole thing was rigged. Um, but we will see. You tell me. You tell me which crime seemed more egregious today. Uh, Joe Biden uh, fixing the uh, the IRS case against his son or Donald Trump saying, go to the Capitol and patriotically and peacefully protest. And then saying, go home and saying, respect the police. We love the police, the Capitol Police. Uh, But anyway, we know it's all. We know this is just a banana republic now. We attempt 
if you if you really hate your political rival, you don't try to beat him. You try to put him in prison. That's how it works. But anyway, we got to move. We got so much to get to. I want to get to this Jason L. Dean song. Are we allowed to play any of this song, Ironhead? Sure. You want to play some? It's a good song. Jason L. Dean's a good performer. He's got a good voice. He's got some, I like some good emotional uh, tattoos on this town. I love, he's got a song about his sitting around uh, with his uh, uh, grandfather on his final Christmas before he dies. Laughed until we cried. Great song. I like, I like, I like emotional that I can sing along to. And he's good at that. He's got a new song. If you haven't heard it, it's called try that in a small town. It's about essentially about the unrest as Ayanna Presley called it, the riots, the carnage, the BLM and Antifa cause. Yeah, try it in a small town. You know, we, we won't allow it. It won't happen. What you did in the big cities could never happen in the small towns, in flyover country. By the way, he has a, another great song called Flyover States. But this is Try That in a Small Town. And if you're watching along, this is the video. Okay, there's a white woman flipping the bird at the cops. This building's burning. There's a white woman spitting in the cop's face. There's a white guy burning an American flag. Uh, there's. Uh, I think that might have been burnt. strategic. <laughs> hey, it's still true. There's yeah. a bunch of Antifa thugs who are almost all white throwing rocks and bricks at cops. There's buildings burning. And there's uh, Aldine and his band playing in the foreground as buildings burn in the background. Uh, there's no mention of race. In fact, there's no mention of BLM or Antifa or any individuals. There's a clock tower burning. I'm not sure where that was. Uh, but you recognize some of the scenes. They're in Portland. They're in D.C. Uh, they want you to forget, you know, because January 6th was the worst day since Pearl Harbor. They want you to forget what they did for a year and a half to this country, what BLM did, what Antifa did, what the Democrat foot soldiers did. Um, great video. This is a great video. Smashing grabs in a jewelry store. You can see the criminals smashing the jewelry case and stealing things, throwing smoke bombs at cops. Great video, right? Oh, this is a guy. That, this is a great one. There's a video of a, a criminal coming into a store to rob it, and this redneck, this fat white guy just levels him, looks up at him, and and Dexum. That was a good one. Mm. Then we got them shoving, shoving cops, fighting cops, burning cars. Very well done. Yeah. And there's the chorus. Try it in a small town. You can look at the lyrics. The lyrics are all down. It's about how communities stick together in small towns. And Yeah, I wouldn't. I, they also don't have to really deal with the armed people. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's well that that one guy does grab the guy's got a gun he just grabs it and just pummels him it's a great little clip but then you know, it's a bunch of quick clips it's got nothing to do as jason Eldine said in his defense it's got nothing to do with race it's got nothing to do with you know black white whatever he doesn't mention it that doesn't stop the usual suspects the mob didn't like this and we got a whole bunch of examples cheryl cheryl crow condemns him she says, I'm from a small town. Even people in small towns are sick of violence. There's nothing small town or American about promoting violence. You should know better than anyone having survived the mass shooting. This is not American or small town like. It's just lame. 
okay, why? Why? Um, you, you're okay with that violence. You, you're talking about a guy condemning violence, saying we're not going to put up with violence in our small towns. Um, and, and he survived. The, the, he was on stage during the mass shooting in Las Vegas where 60 people were slaughtered, biggest mass shooting in American history. So he's not allowed to condemn violence or, say, or tell these people, you're coming to my town, we're not going to take it. We're not going to run away. We're not going to roll over. I'm sorry. It's a great song. It's been out for like two months and people are just now noticing because he made the, uh, the video. Check this out. Remember Justin Johnson, that, that clown in the Tennessee legislature who uh, walked out of the session and then about, you know, because of guns and gun violence, gun control. And then Biden invited him to the white house. Justin Jones tweets, as Tennessee lawmakers, we have an obligation to condemn Jason Aldean's heinous song calling for racist violence. What a shameful vision of gun extremism and vigilantism. We will continue to call for common sense gun laws that protect all of our children and communities. LeVar Burton tweets and condemn, uh, rips uh, Jason Aldean. A um, couple things, a couple things. This worked out about the way it expected to. Uh, Jason Aldean is now number one on iTunes, this song, which has been out for a couple of months and people are just now uh, noticing. And in the most remarkable example of cowardice I've seen in a while, usually, you know, the cowards are, are, uh, you know, TV networks who fire, you know, whatever the, the basketball announcer who said all lives matter or, uh, uh, you know, firing, uh, uh, people for whatever, for, for misspeaking or whatever, the fire that usually it's, you know, ESPN or TV networks or whatever, uh, TV shows. Uh, this is country music television, CMT videos of country songs. The it's a, it's a, it's a TV uh, network, a cable network about country music. They pulled the video in, they bowed to the mob country music, CMT bowed to the woke mob and yanked this video, which again, there's nothing racist. To, I mean, even if everyone in it were black, who cares? What does that have to do with race? He's talking about violence. He's talking about unrest in the cities and saying, don't you try that in our town. That's kind of resonates. I'm going to guess with most country music fans, most and whatever decent people say, good. Don't talk. You're defending Antifa. You're defending BLM rioters? Just bizarre reaction. CMT will pay a price. It might not be Bud, Lev, Bud Light level boycotts, but people aren't going to be happy with this. Not that I'm a, I don't even know. I wouldn't even know how to find CMT on my, on my TV, but uh, they're going to, they're going to pay a price for this. There will be, the, these people will not take this. By the way, you think Justin Jones or any of the people who are condemning this have a problem with violent lyrics? Is that what they're upset about? Violent lyrics? Because he's threatening to, you know, beat up rioters and thugs who destroy his town, Antifa thugs who come in and set fires. So they don't like the violent imagery. You know what? Like, you know, most of the top songs on, on iTunes or Bill, they're rap, they're hip hop. They got lots of violent lyrics. Has any of, have any of these clients, Cheryl Crow, LeVar Burton, any of you 
have any problem with the violent lyrics in, in rap songs, hip hop songs? No. Any of the talk about, you know, any, the N word, the, you know, killing, killing cops, shooting cops, any, any, anyone, nothing. Oh, it's just Jason Aldean who's condemning rioting, who's condemning looting. They got a problem with him, but good luck to them because uh, last time the woke mob came hard at a country artist, it was Morgan Wallen. I think at that point I hadn't even heard of him. Didn't know much about him. If you don't recall, Morgan Wallen was drunk after a long night out with his friends talking to one of his friends and he uh, called him the N word, not in anger and laughed in a neighbor videotaped it. It wasn't like he wasn't talking about a, a black guy in a fight and going at him. He was joking around with one of his friends and he used the N word, you know, the one that ends with a, and that was enough to get him canceled by everybody. Uh, awards shows disinvited him. Um, everyone condemned him. They stopped playing his videos. Well, Morgan Wallen is the biggest thing. He's number one on the uh, country music charts. He's selling out stadiums. He's a huge star. And part of it was because people knew just how unfair that was. They're sitting there. All these songs on the top 10, top 50, top 100, are, they use the N-word. They say it all the time in the, in the songs. So he says it drunk one night to a friend and they want to destroy his career. This is from NBC News. Uh, this is amazing. CMT has confirmed that after initially airing Jason Aldean's highly controversial music video, tried that in a small town, the network pulled the contentious clip from the air. Highly controversial? Again, good luck with this boycott, whatever. Good luck. You're not canceling Jason Aldean. You're not doing it. It's not going to work. He's going to be a bigger star because of this. I mean, it was bad. Morgan Wallen, I guess you could say, use the N-word. Let's end him. Let's ruin his life. What did Jason Aldean do? <laughs> Sum it up for me. What did he do? Showed clips, actual clips of rioting. It's like Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom shows actual clips, video clips of kidnapping, of people on motorcycles grabbing, stealing, kidnapping children to sell into sex slavery and all these clowns at these mainstream outlets, some of whom work for uh, organizations devoted to normalizing pedophilia. They all condemned the movie, which has actual clips of kidnapping. This is actual real clips. He didn't make it up and they want to cancel him. That's the bad news. The good news is it will fail miserably. You're talking about country music fans. They're going to buy this song. They're going to sing this song. They're going to show up at his concerts more than ever. He put out a statement saying there's you know, nothing racist here or whatever. Of course, didn't have to, but he did. But uh, I'm looking forward to him topping the charts for a while because these people are insane. I mean, you're going you're gonna to condemn a song because it has violent lyrics? Okay, line up, because there's lots of those out there. Uh, this one happens to condemn violence by looters, criminals, rioters, people destroying statues, those kind of people. Anyway, you know what? I would like to play that song every day. I know we're not allowed to, but I'd like to play it every day. All right, we got a bunch more to get to before we wrap this one up. We got to get to uh, Jake Tap, uh, Ron DeSantis with Jake Tapper, which kind of ties in to the latest insanity 
from Wakefield's own, um, uh, Belmont Hill's own um, legendary offensive lineman, Rachel Levine, who played football, as we know, with Mark Milley. I believe the team was uh, one and eight or one and nine. Not much of a team, but boy, they produced some winners, those two slobs. We'll give you the ra- latest insanity from uh, Rachel Levine and uh, the latest insanity from our new woke military. But first, excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, this all ties in together. We're going to tie this all in together. I just was reading this story this morning, and it's just so insane. I don't know how we got to this place. I know I'm a, I'm a Neanderthal and a caveman and a troglodyte and everything else, but I would like to talk to the, you know, few people listening who are Democrats or liberals or awoke and are, you know, really open-minded so much so that their brains fall out. This is a story breaking this morning from uh, Fox News. Exclusive. An 18-year-old military recruit forced to shower with biological males as part of the Biden administration's transgender policies is complaining about being placed in an extremely uncomfortable position. The report was first raised at a Senate Armed Services Committee meeting Tuesday. The girl is afraid to speak out out of fear it will harm her career, said Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota. Her options were slim and included resigning from the military. It's believed raising the matter in a complaint could have harmful impacts on new recruits uh, on the new recruits military career. According to rounds, the military recruit 18, 18 is complaining about being forced to sleep in between quote, two individuals who were supposedly changing from male to female. The girl also has to shower with the individuals and reported significant distress about the matter. The individuals housed with the 18 year old woman, had initiated chemical interventions to change genders, but without having reassignment surgery, their genitals are fully intact. Okay, can someone tell me how this is? Uh, this makes any sense at all? Can someone help me out here? We are having problems recruiting in the military, obviously. Our military somehow, in the last, whatever, three, four, five years, has gone insanely woke. Uh, all the promotions for all the officers, including the head of the Commandant of the Marine Corps, being held up. Why? Because the military is paying soldiers and Marines to get abortions. 
to travel, to take time off for abortions. They don't do that for weddings, funerals, but they're doing it for abortions. And Tommy Tuberville, God bless him, said this must end. If you want us to, him not to hold up all these promotions, we'll stop paying for abortions, which is illegal. They don't care. John Kirby gave a long speech about how this is vital to military readiness, that soldiers and Marines must be able to get abortions and taxpayers must pay for it. I, I wish they would just leave the military alone. I wish they would focus whatever on academia, corporate America, ruin those institutions. What the hell? Why do we have to ruin the military? Why? So this girl, 18-year-old child, joins the military. That's a pretty bold move for a young girl. And when she gets there, she has some a-hole waving his wand in her face in the shower and sleeping next to her in the barracks with a full head of steam under his sheets, probably dreaming about uh, Mary Lou Rottencrotch back at home. That is frightening. That poor girl has parents, has brothers, has friends, and they know what their poor friend is going through just because she wanted to serve the U.S. military, in the, in the U.S. military. It's disgusting. Even more disgusting is that this, this hideous person, Rachel Levine, this guy who at 53 decided he wanted to be a woman, left his wife and his kids and started wearing a dress and grew his hair out. That's bad enough. What he did to his family. Uh, then when he was in Pennsylvania, is there hell head of their health department? He uh, uh, put COVID positive patients in nursing homes while yanking his mother out of the nursing home and putting her in a hotel, killing many, many elderly uh, Pennsylvanians. What was the price he paid for that? Oh, big price. He got promoted into the Biden administration. He's second in command in health and human services. Listen to this absolute lunatic who is, by the way, dressed up as an admiral. Somehow, you want to talk about disgracing the military. He's wearing a military uniform and a skirt. He's pretending to be an admiral. This is a man pretending to be a woman, pretending to be an admiral. Listen to him talk about the thing that's most important to him, cutting off the genitalia of young boys, double mastectomies for young girls. That's the most important thing. We must keep doing that. We must keep mutilating children. Nothing matters more to Admiral Rachel Levine. Let's listen. What would you say to folks who think that they're being reasonable by saying, why can't children just wait till they're 18? Adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? What if you inside feel that you are female, but now you're going through a male puberty? The <laughs> What? The, this is a doctor. Went to medical school, did residency, spent 10 years in school. Show me in whatever, one of your textbooks there, Rick, show me where it says there's such a thing as the wrong puberty. This is so insane. If this guy, if this guy was saying this on a street corner, rambling to himself, you'd say, you'd walk the other way, you'd cross the street. He's saying it like it's a medical thing. Like That's like saying you, you grew to the wrong height or you were born with the wrong colored eyes. You know, you were born with the, you know, the wrong size. You were born with the wrong puberty. That's just made up in, in just madness. And it's coming from the second highest ranking official in the health and humans. And that's a guy devoted to sex change surgeries for children. 
not just drugs, hormones, testosterone, surgeries. He wants confused young children to have surgery. And he is a doctor and a high-ranking bureaucrat in the radical extreme Biden administration. We got an answer. We got, I think uh, DeSantis did a terrific job with uh, Jake Tapper. You know, it was respectful and I was convinced Tapper was going to go harder at him because, you know, Jake, Jake's a Democrat operative with a press pass, but he didn't, they, they got along, they talked. Uh, DeSantis had a lot of good answers. This is the best answer. This is the answer they should all give when asked about the accommodations we're supposed to make to this tiny sliver of the population who think they were, that they went through the wrong puberty. You know, the, the, the radical trans mob is just a small, small part of society, and we're all supposed to bend over backwards to accommodate them. No, that should end. This is what every Republican, every L, every decent American should say when they say, why don't we want, you know, by the way, before, before we get to this, this is a story about how transgender soldiers and Marines are, they're making special accommodations. They don't have to pass the fitness test, the same fitness test that the other soldiers do. So they're making it easier for transgender soldiers to uh, survive in the, in the U S military. And you know, if you're some kinky guy and you pretend to be a girl, guess what? You get this, you get to shower with fit, young 18 year old soldiers, man, sign me up. Listen to DeSantis with Jake Tapper. This is what every, this is how everyone would should respond to this insanity. Go ahead. In trans adults in the U S what are their lives and the lives of the people who love and support them going to be like under a, a DeSantis administration? Well, look, in the military, it's all about the mission first. So there's a whole bunch of reasons uh, why you focus on mission first. People's individuality, it does take you. You do have to check that at the door. And that's not the only example. There's a whole host of other examples. So I think the military culture is unique in terms of that. Now, in terms of the larger issue, the question is, is, you know, what role does someone that's a man have in women's activities, even if they conceive of themselves to be a woman? I think it's wrong to have men compete in women's sports. I understand some of those men conceive of themselves differently, but it's not fair to the girls who are competing. It's not fair to the women athletes. The swimmers who lost that national championship uh, to the Penn swimmer, I mean, they've been training too. So I don't think it's good for that. And I think having things like locker rooms where they're having to share uh, with somebody who's of the opposite sex, you know, I, I think is wrong. So I would respect everybody, but what I wouldn't do is turn society upside down uh, to be able to accommodate, which is a very, very small percentage of the population. Last question about there you go. policy. Because there you go. I would not turn everything upside down to accommodate a small sliver of the population. That's what Democrats want to do. That's what the military is doing. And we wonder why recruiting is Fallen off a cliff? Who would want to join that military? That military, that, that super woke, insane military. Yeah, man, 18 more months with this, with Herbert the pervert, and maybe we can repair the damage, hopefully. But we will see. That will do it for today. Thanks to, uh, to everyone for listening and commenting. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. God save the queen, man. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.